0: All right, so as schools welcomed learners back for 2024 this week, the class of 2023 waited in anxious anticipation for their Matric results to be published. Uh, the National Senior Certificate results uh, came out on Thursday, while individual results were released yesterday. Matric is a sort of a major rite of passage, isn't it, for, for South African young people? And for some, of course, there was jubilation and celebration. But sadly, as is always the case. For others, there was disappointment. So this morning in our wellness segment, we're looking at how parents, grandparents, other caregivers uh, can support a learner who either failed um, or didn't do as well as they'd hoped. Uh, we'll be sharing advice also for some uh, for those who have young people in their matric year this year you know, so that you don't find yourself in a in a sort of uh, shutting the door after the horse is bolted scenario. Joining me this morning is Genevieve Barrow, registered counsellor and manager at the Youth Hub at Hrötiskeir Hospital Adolescent Centre of Excellence. Uh, Genevieve, very good to have you with us. Thanks for making time for us.
1: Thank you so much for having me and for opening up this conversation and I was also enjoying... Your uh, talk about being late and chronically early. So, thank you.
0: Well, we—I have to say—we uh, we've been a bit tardy to this conversation, uh, Genevieve. <laughs> so, my apologies for that. Uh, <laughs> that. My apologies for that. Listen, you know, I said earlier in the show that there is mm. a. It feels, but you know, when you're a young person of 17, 18, 19, it feels like matric is the be all and end all, doesn't it? And it feels like it's past failure, good result, bad result, whatever, is going to determine the trajectory of the rest of your life. It can feel catastrophic. So uh, how how do we manage expectations in a reasonable way, but also without negating the feeling of a young person? So maybe let's start with um, some common unhelpful reactions to disappointing results maybe those knee-jerk reactions from parents
1: Yes, that's a very good question and thank you so much for that. Uh, Parents naturally experience quite a range of emotions when they're faced with uh, disappointing grade 12 results from their children. But it is so important to respond in a supportive and constructive manner. Um, Some factors that parents might bring into the conversation is expressing extreme disappointment and for example saying, I can't believe you did so badly. This is absolutely unacceptable. This erodes a teenager's sense of self-worth and self-esteem and then also comparing their children to other children. So, for example, um, your sibling did better than you or your cousin did better than you. Why can't you be more like the kids in your class that, um, that passed? and threatening consequences. Um, And for example, this would be you'll never get into a good university now. You'll never have a future. This is the defining moment in your life. And then it's important to remember that it really isn't that pivotal moment in your life. And ignoring your children's emotional needs is a big one. Your children inevitably will have a host of emotions and being punitive towards them is going to exacerbate those emotions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what I'm hearing you say really is it's around, there's an awful lot around managing our own expectations first because most children don't want to disappoint their parents do they they're not that's Absolutely. not they're not going out there to, to disappoint us um so so how how do you think and I suppose this is it, it's sort of how long is a piece of string really but the the managing of one's expectations as a parent isn't just limited to matric is it that that's like a lifelong a lifelong project for parents oh. isn't it because I, I feel that now my my eldest is four my youngest is one and I feel Already I'm feeling I mustn't project my own expectations about their behaviour, their performance, their whatever onto them. They are individuals it's, you know, that that almost sort of narcissism of them as an extension of me. Whereas actually, no, they are entirely different people. <laughs> what they do is it's not a reflection on me. And, and you know, so how do we do that? How do we manage our own expectations as parents?
1: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head and everything you've just said is is absolutely correct. We need to understand where as parents our own expectations are coming from. Why are we projecting our expectations onto our children? And every parent wants to see their child succeed and we know their capabilities, we know their potential, and as such, we can see we we as adults, we can see how our children are be able, will be able to grow and learn and produce these results. But where is that coming from within you? That's a really important part of, of parenthood to introspect and see why do we want our children to conform to the way we feel they should behave and achieve their results mm. so really that introspection introspection and self-reflection is very important to determine why we feel that our children should be exactly what we envision them to be
0: yeah that's so important and it's so difficult as well isn't it because when you become a parent like it or not you tend to have an image in your mind of how that child's life is mm. going to go You just do and what you what you'd like for them and actually what you'd like for them might not be what they'd like for themselves. And I'm sure, you know, um, as I think about my parents and my education, I became quite disillusioned with school. We were going through a lot as a family in my kind of high school years and I did terribly um, when it came down to it. And I sit and I look now and, you know, I, I managed to get myself to university in the end on my on my own time. I'm sure my parents would have liked me to go earlier and do kind of, you know, but I got there in the end and I went and did my master's in the end. And I ended up with a, you know, not unreasonable career and, and you know, things things work out in the end. But I, I get that in that moment, it can seem um, quite catastrophic. So what what is a young person who, who received perhaps unexpectedly disappointing results likely to want or need from their parents right now in this moment?
1: Right now, they they need less punitive or consequential behavior and more emotional support. Mm. So it is, you you know, as we discussed knee-jerk reactions earlier, even though parents are, of course, carrying their own natural disappointment, we have to consider the fact that our children are struggling even more. They are are even more uh, disappointed. For them, this is a calamity and this is one of their defining moments. So we have to have compassion and understanding towards our children and allow them to express their feelings whilst withholding our own judgments and reassure them that we love them. We want to support them regardless of their academic performance and that their academic results and performance is one element of who they are as an entire person. It's not definitive to who they are. And then open communication, and this is a big one, and it applies to every human situation. Just be open and have an honest conversation. Give them a space to discuss their thoughts, their feelings, and their concerns. Um, listen. Listen to what they need from you. Instead of immediately trying to fix it and say, well, what you should do next is X, Y, Z. I'm telling you that this is what we're going to do. Be realistic with your goals and your expectations and what your kids need from you and to also validate their feelings they're disappointed let them know that it's okay to be disappointed or even angry and don't diminish their feelings and brush their feelings aside Um, and then avoid blame so for example um, don't blame the person themselves or or other people and Avoid negative language. So instead of saying you failed or this is a failure, we can say, for example, maybe suboptimal results or results not as high as we we would have expected. But I think that language is so critical, the linguistics that we use. And reassure them, I still love you. I'm still here for you and and try and explore with them the reasons for the disappointing results, what happened behind that and how can I support you going forward.
0: We're talking to Genevieve Burrow who's a registered counsellor and manager at the Youth Hub at uh, Fretiskia Hospital Adolescent Centre of Excellence about how essentially to hold space for young people who uh, may yesterday have been disappointed with their matric results and feel that, because it tends to be that way when you're at that age, that it's catastrophic and everything's, you know, everything's gone to the dogs. And that's certainly not the case. Um, There are a million people probably who have failed their high school or matric or A-level or whatever it is um, and gone on to live very, very successful lives. Um, Okay, so that's, that's in a situation where somebody had received unexpectedly disappointing results. What about for families where the young person may be knew that they hadn't perhaps performed at their best because that that's also a a, a situation um maybe where they hadn't studied hard and maybe where they or or as hard as they could do you think the same rules
1: apply i do think that the same rules apply or similar rules again have an open and honest conversation with them how did they know that they they weren't going to overperform what what's their reason behind that is it that they're finding Um, scholastic difficulties in the Mm. classroom? Is it something that's going on emotionally within them? Is it pressure that they can't handle? Do they need uh, more support from the parents? Do they perhaps need to go into counseling? So really explore the reasons behind it and then identify areas for improvement going forward. So they had this gnawing feeling that they wouldn't overperform. Why is that? That's a Mm -hmm. conversation that needs to be had. Okay, you knew this. That's okay. How did you know it? Mm -hmm. What can we do about this? Um, And then also, again, avoid uh, blame and judgment. So instead of putting the blame on them and saying, but you knew, so why didn't you study harder? Focus on understanding the factors that may have contributed to their performance and then how to address those factors in a constructive manner.
0: I really like that. the perspective thing is is an important one. We've touched on it a little bit. How how can a parent or caregiver help their child gain some perspective if they're feeling that all the that, all that's lost? Because we're, we're talking as if you know it's always going to come from the parents. This this thing of disappointment. It might be that the parents are actually quite pragmatic about the way forward, and that really the mm. the sense of disappointment comes from the child. So where that is the case, I mean, there's there's a million articles online that you can read about you know very high profile successful people who only but you know who didn't do well at school or who only achieved their um their huge success later in life is it useful to draw on examples maybe of the children's own heroes or idols who maybe had a similar situation
1: i think it is i mean sarah jane we can look at your success story that you've just shared with us um and that's That's a brilliant story and and a really fantastic life lesson for your listeners and for the parents going forward, but perspective that it really is all about perspective um, and helping them to see the bigger picture. So instead of hyper-focusing on what the problem is at the moment, there's really a holistic picture to look at here. And that's... Um, in terms of your question in comparisons, I mean, we don't. On the one hand, we don't want to say, "Well, look at Richard Branson, who sure. was told that he would never amount to anything," yeah. because that also puts expectations yeah, but, on the child to be like, "Okay, I'm going to be, you know, the a next millionaire by 20, airline. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and and Steve Jobs. This, and I mean, there's so many different examples that we can use, but it's really also about framing it and saying there are millions of people in the world who have made absolute successes of themselves but what does success mean for you does that mean a money factor does it mean personal success as a human being and then again create open communication and listen actively um, so, instead of listening for the purpose of responding, listen for the purpose of taking in what they are saying and providing perspective. So, that, again, you can share stories of successful people who have faced challenges and setbacks perhaps earlier in their academic journey, but later they found success. Um, and look at it from, from a perspective of perseverance. Mm-hmm. rather than comparative standards so you could say these people although we're not expecting you to become person xyz they didn't quit
0: yeah oh i love they that
1: carried on in life i love that. so encourage that encourage resilience and more motivation and more perseverance in them and also highlight that there's a long-term perspective yeah yeah um, wh- exam results don't determine your, anxiety, uh, your entire future and there is a possibility for improvements and that disappointment is a part of life. Jennifer so let's we're going to have le- to lesson. Yeah,
0: for sure we're going to have to leave it there but you've cu- you've given us some really fantastic takeaways. I appreciate your time uh, this morning.